Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey, parents. Are you looking for ways to take care of your own mental health while caring for those around you? If so, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week on How to Be a Better Human, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways that you can improve your life. This show has everything from an episode with Dr. Becky about how to repair relationships when you've made a mistake to how to set boundaries both with your kids and your parents and even a deep dive on why it's okay for your house to be messy sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed. And more great episodes come out every Monday. Find out how to be a better human wherever you get your podcasts. Aye, aye, smarty pants. If it's adventure and buried treasure you seek, then perhaps it's a pirate's life for you. There's just one thing. <clears throat> Most pirates didn't talk like that. Huh? The pirate talk you're used to hearing can be traced most accurately back to the 1950s in the United States. <gasps> when Disney released the movie Treasure Island, featuring Long John Silver, Arr! a fictional swashbuckling pirate with a peg leg and a pet parrot. <laughs> the fact is, most of what you know about pirates is wrong. <gasps> and most of what's true is unknown. <sighs> and that's because there's almost nothing written about pirates by pirates. Oi, you try writing on a rocking boat in a stormy sea with crashing waves, getting your papers all nice and soggy. For example, the way they talk. Since pirates came from all over, they simply brought whatever homeland dialect or manner of speaking aboard with them. Many pirates came from the British Isles. So, if me and me mates sound British, it's because we are... Take R, for example. That became known as pirate speak. But the truth is, in those days, R was a common word in the English West Country. Sort of a way of saying yes, not unlike how Canadians end sentences with eh. Hey, bud, you up for a game of hockey? Eh? But who were the pirates? And where did they come from? And how did a bunch of bloodthirsty criminals get their own Disney theme park ride? It's time to raise the Jolly Roger and hit the high seas for a whiff of history and science on... Who smarted? Who smarted? Who smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting lots of fun on Who Smarted? Most historians agree the golden age of piracy 
is the time period from 1650 to 1730, during which maritime piracy was very common in the Caribbean, United Kingdom, Indian Ocean, North America, and West Africa. Maritime, meaning stuff happening at sea. This is also the time when fearsome pirates you may have heard of, like Blackbeard, Captain Kidd, and Calico Jack, terrorized the seas and coastal cities. And based on the movies and theme park rides inspired by them, you might get the sense that being a pirate was cool and kind of fun. Yo, ho, 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 a pirate's life for me. But was it really? Ah, don't listen to him. Piratin' be exciting. Who among you smarty pants is, wishes to be a pirate? Not me. I'll be in my house, eating pizza, and watching Jack Sparrow. Yeah, you stay out of this. For the rest of yous, I'll give you a pirate quiz. If you think yes to a question, shout, Arrgh. If you think no, shout, Nay. Ready? Do you love adventure? Nay, matey. Do you love the ocean? Do you like sleeping in a hammock? Do you like working yourself to exhaustion every day? All hands on deck. Do you like eating stale bread? Do you like wearing the same stinky underwear 28 days in a row and going to the bathroom in a bucket while the ships are swaying and the winds are blowing? If you said R to all me questions, Come aboard! And if you said no to one or more of those questions, you're like most people. And if you said yes, maybe this will change your mind. There was no heat or air conditioning aboard the ships, no washing machines, showers, or toilets. <gasps> Depending where in the world you sail, seas could be stormy and freezing, or calm and blisteringly hot. Food was scarce, and illness was common. But at least you'd be in constant fights, hunted by the law, and could be arrested and imprisoned at any time. I'm being sarcastic in case that wasn't obvious. Yeah, not so great after all. But somebody did it. So who were the first pirates, and when did pirating start? For the answer, let's go to ancient Greece. Sir, you look like an ancient Greek. What can you tell me about pirates? Uh, pirates have existed since antiquity or ancient times. They sailed the Mediterranean, stealing from merchant ships and getting into great battles with naval warships sent to prevent their pillaging. How did you know I was an ancient Greek? Well, for starters, you're wearing a tunic. Ah, fair enough. The first recorded instances of piracy date back to the 14th century BC, about 34,000 years ago. Clay tablets were discovered bearing messages written between the Egyptian pharaoh Akhenaten and his allies in which they mention piracy, and how two groups of pirates, the Luca and the Sheridan, were disrupting trade and endangering citizens. Wow, people were writing about pirates way before Robert Louis Stevenson wrote about buccaneers and buried gold in Treasure Island in 1883. Absolutely. The Greeks and Romans of 8th century BC included pirates in their art and literature. Pirates are mentioned in the Iliad and the Odyssey. The Greek word piratis literally means one who attacks ships. Eventually, this term morphed into the Latin word pirata, meaning sea robber. 
which soon morphed into... Pirates! Straight ahead! Piracy continued in the region through the height of the Roman Empire when young Julius Caesar was kidnapped by Cilician pirates and held for ransom on the island of Pharmaconisi. After 38 days, the ransom was paid and Caesar was freed. He would later hunt down and imprison his captors. Take that, you scoundrels. Nobody, I mean nobody, messes with Julius Caesar. Oh, hi, Brutus. As civilizations evolved and oceanic trade routes expanded, so did the pirate trade. Pirates were outlaw rebels who rejected the laws of their land and took to the sea where rules did not apply. Nearly every culture has had pirates, from the Vikings. Sir, tonight we sail with Nyorg. To the Chinese. One of the most fearsome pirates in all of history was a woman named Qing Shi, who led a Chinese pirate fleet during the 19th century Qing dynasty. Qing commanded more than 1,800 ships and 70,000 crew members. To put that in perspective, the most famous pirate of them all, Blackbeard, only commanded four ships and 400 men. So yeah, Qing was next level. During her years as a pirate commander, Qing came into conflict with the Portuguese Empire and even fought battles against the Portuguese Navy. While she didn't defeat them, she did manage to negotiate a surrender, guaranteeing that she and her crew would not be punished for their crimes. Whoa. Talk about a shrewd and clever pirate. Most pirate captains were self-employed rebel seafarers, but some were employed by their government. Huh? Throughout the 16th century, British ships led by Lady Mary Killigrew, Sir Walter Raleigh, and Sir Francis Drake attacked Spanish merchant ships and coastal settlements throughout the Caribbean and across the Atlantic shipping routes between Europe and the Americas. Not only did these acts of piracy go unpunished by Britain's Queen Elizabeth I, it was she who gave them the financial support to do it. God save the Queen and her pirates. Plundering other ships to build wealth and gain naval supremacy, which is control of the seas, may have been encouraged and even ordered by the Queen of England. But most would rightfully argue it still counts as piracy. Maybe not. How could it not be? Well, the gold the British stole from the Spanish was the gold the conquistadors stole from the indigenous peoples of the Americas in places like Mexico and Peru. So who's really the bad guys? He's got a point. One thing to always consider, when it comes to history, deciding who's the bad guy and who's the good guy often depends whose side of the story you hear. But make no mistakes, pirates are definitely the bad guys and girls, right? Yet, why are they often glorified and made to look cool? After all, most criminals don't have baseball and football teams named after them or their own ride at Disneyland. Arr, keep your hands in the ride at all times. Could part of the reason we glorify these bad buccaneers be that they played an important role in early American history? You'll find out right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that 
a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com slash smarted. Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who's smarted. It's the late 1600s. The colonies established in North America are being referred to as the New World, and people from Europe are flocking to start new lives in these new cities. And that includes pirates from the golden age of piracy. To these Atlantic Ocean plunderers, New York, Philadelphia, Charleston, and Boston sounded like a great place to retire and escape punishment. That included a pirate named Moses Butterworth, who had served under the notorious swashbuckler, Captain Kidd. Unfortunately for Moses, he was arrested and jailed by British authorities who caught him headed for New Jersey from Boston. But that's where things get interesting. Colonists, who were steadily growing tired of submitting to the old rules of the British, sided with Butterworth and rioted, demanding his release. In order to keep the peace, Butterworth was freed. But that was just the beginning. 
colonists continued rioting, breaking pirates out of jail and protecting them as a way of rebelling against the British. It was great. Pirates could soon be found near most Atlantic seaports. These places were dubbed pirates' nests by royalists who wanted the British government to maintain control. But lots of pirates like me blended into colonial life and contributed to the economic development of early America. We ran businesses, held elected office, bought land and livestock, and settled into farming and family life. It wasn't that long ago Queen Elizabeth was paying people to be pirates to help Britain. Now, pirates were helping the people of the New World rebel against Britain. Not all pirates left their ships for a life of relative comfort. Some infamous pirates like Blackbeard, Bartholomew Roberts, Anne Bonny, and Mary Reed remained at sea where they followed no country's law and sailed under no flag but their own. Hey, do you know what that famous skull and crossbones pirate flag is called? Is it A, the Jolly Roger? B, the Jolly Rancher? Shiver me timbers! Or C, the Jolly Christmas? Merry Christmas! Why, it's A, the Jolly Roger. The name Jolly Roger existed long before the skull and crossbones version, which became popular in the 1700s. In fact, There have been many pirate flag designs, including ones with skeletons holding spears and an all-red flag that symbolized blood. But no matter what the design, the message was clear. When a vessel flying a pirate flag approached, you'd better surrender or face attack and possible death or kidnapping. And while pirates may seem like a thing of the past, pirates and pirating still exist today, most notably off the coast of Africa and Southeast Asia. Ships are boarded and held for ransom until the pirates get paid or the law stops them. But no, there aren't any peg legs, eye patches, or hooks for hands. But there might be a parrot. A super shout out to superfan Broderick in Parsons, West Virginia. Thanks for listening to every episode of Who Smarted. You are a true Smarty Pants. This episode, Pirates, was written by Libby Ward and voiced by Brandon Blackbeard Bayless, Jim Eisler, Max Kamaski, and Jerry Colbert. Additional voices, technical direction, and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, and lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production.